0: A lot of my startups go for funding. They are unsuccessful a lot of the time. And how do they pick themselves up and carry on and try and apply again is always, always impressive.
1: The more you grow, the more people you can help as well and support.
0: Everyone's got to grow. And the more failures that you do have, the more growth there is and more opportunity to do better next time.
1: The Startup Student Podcast, the podcast for students who want to be their own boss, where students and experts from across the world and I, Christine, give you practical advice. We are looking into tips all around starting and marketing your own business, as well as productivity to better balance your student and business life. Turn your idea into reality. I'm your host, Christine. Let's start this episode. Welcome back to this week's episode and we are talking still with Hayley and International uni life. This is episode four, this is the last episode of this series where we are talking about um, some examples and lessons learned from working with the students. I will hand over to you Hayley um, and maybe we start, I don't know, do you want to start with okay this didn't work out so well and this is what we can learn from it or oh, I have this amazing example um, of uh, some students that I want to share first
0: yeah absolutely I think uh, I'll start with the positives and okay <laughs> some examples of students that have done it really well and what they've they've done in their journeys um so I think for me sitting on the side of advice and giving advice and watching a student or graduate or even just a business grow you really do pick out the qualities of the entrepreneur should i say that i would say relate to their success so i think one of the things that i'm always in awe of of my startups is their ability to commit so commitment is hard to do especially when it's hard work so for example a lot of my startups go for funding they are unsuccessful a lot of the time and how do they pick themselves up and carry on and try and apply again is always, always impressive. Mm-hmm. But it's it's that drive and commitment where they've got a deadline tomorrow and all of their mates have gone out, maybe gone down the pub or gone to the cinema and they're like, oh, I really want to do that, but I've got to sit at home and write my proposal, I've got to write my application and get this in by tomorrow. And they're up late they're up till four o'clock in the morning working hard and it's if you don't have an idea or a business that you're passionate about that is going to be the hardest thing for you ever to do so maybe we're we're, we're jumping between positives and negatives here but I'm, yep. I'm feeling it so i'm going to go into the <laughs> yes. negative so yes. please,
1: do. please do it's just about lessons learned it doesn't matter we don't have to have That's a specific funny. structure it's also something we learn it never works out the way you plan it. <laughs>
0: yeah entrepreneurs they don't follow a structure come on (laughs) so that's that's a challenge so a negative is i see a lot of businesses that come to me with an idea that they're not passionate about and i one of the first questions that i always ask someone who wants support is why are you doing this and if the answer is financial, that's fine with me, but as long as you're still passionate about the idea. So yeah. coming into a business a conversation, a finance conversation or a funding application, you going to maybe the financer, oh, I want to sell this in three years' time. I just want to make money off it. It's obviously a route of entrepreneurship, absolutely, but it's a harder route. Businesses sell to humans to other people so if they can see you're not passionate about the idea I, I wouldn't invest myself I'd be like well it's yeah. going to be 3am and you're at, you're at deadline time and at the grind and all you're interested in is is the finances are you going to be the one that's going to be there late getting it finished yeah. possibly not so I think really really be passionate about the idea that you've got um the more passionate about it you are the easier it is to be successful because you're not doing a job. It's, it's exciting to you. So I think for looking back on the, the numerous startups I've supported, those that came from it from a, maybe a hobby or a side hustle or a passion, it was easier and more sustainable to scale because they knew what they were talking about. They knew that they enjoyed what they were doing. And that doesn't say that innovation can't happen. Obviously, the, the ideas that come from students in universities is phenomenal, like innovation out of universities and entrepreneurship is, is so exciting and so driving. And that's why I love my role. But having an understanding of the industry is always easier. So I think if you are sitting at home listening and thinking, I want to be an entrepreneur, but I don't know how. Just be mindful of what your values and what your skills are and where you feel you'd you'd enjoy doing it. Like they always say, if you if you do something you love, you never work a day in your life. And I'm I'm a real advocate for that. <laughs> <laughs> and I know you are, Christine. God, you're you we love what we do, don't we? We're always yeah. smiling and giggling along.
1: Not always, so, you know, but al- almost always. <laughs> I also have bad days. But I uh yeah, I try to channel uh, most things in positive direction and try to see the positive things but it's not always pos- uh, possible especially in uh, corona times and stuff was also difficult but um, it's all okay there's always a bright side in your life always bright side
0: but yeah I think you touched on something there startups can be hard and like I said going through funding and going through difficult decisions applications you're gonna have a lot of negativity there are going to be people out there that are going to try and push you down. So I think having that mental ability and that mental strength to understand that you're trying to do a good thing will set you in a good stead. I, I want to draw on an example here. So one of the amazing startups that I work with, so the founder is called Rose Deakin and she's um, founded a company called the crop club. And the reason I wanted to draw on her was because she is so passionate about what she does and Sometimes I actually have to sit and say to Rose, right, Rose, we need to look at scaling now. We need to actually sell your product. And she just wants to support the community (laughs) and she always wants to help and do other things that sometimes she's like, oh, oh, I've got to look at my finances, haven't I? I'm like, yes, we have, because you need to make money and live and grow this business of yours because it's so awesome.
1: And the more you grow, the more, because that's one thing, people forget this. They think like, but it's not Only about the money for me. Yes, I might need to support myself, but the more you grow, the more people you can help as well and support. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And that is a a top, top tip. So she creates something they're called sustainable growing kits. So they are packets of seeds and uh, compact soil that you can send via the post so that people in high rise buildings and in London can start reconnecting with growing their own food. Oh, nice. nice. Yeah. So it's an awesome, awesome business that has a real sustainable impact, not only on your mental health. And there's a there's um, science behind growing and looking after plants can improve your mental well-being, but also like reconnecting with growing your own food and the taste and the, the healthiness behind it. And Rose supports a lot of community groups as well so the last episode we talked about networks and she as a founder has really got to grips with how much a support network can help you so I think as an example of someone who does it well I would say Rose in the Crop Club is very passionate about what she does but that comes to what christine said like sometimes you do need to push yourself away from the drivers that you find important to you which could be just supporting the community and making sure that you support yourself to growing to being more successful because you can support more people and i think you hit the nail on the head there christine
1: yes (laughs) <laughs> thank you. <laughs>
0: yes, I think. i just yeah. give you a compliment.
1: <laughs> yes, thank you. I didn't know how to react. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> like, hmm, okay, uh, she said thank you. Yeah, no, but I, I will. Um, I think it's, um yeah, completely right. Uh, what, what you're saying. I don't have anything specific to add to this specific point. Okay.
0: <laughs> awesome. Well, then, what I think I'm going to do is, um, give give the listeners some examples of questions that I hear all the time. Yes. I think it might be value to you because I might be able to answer some of those questions. But also if you're sitting at home and you don't know where to start, that's great. Come and listen to our podcast because we can guide you. This is what we're here for. So actually the first question that I always hear is I have an idea but I don't know where to start. And I think I always say my response to that is you've started, you've come to me to find some support. Like speak <laughs> to other it. people. Yeah. <laughs> you speak to other people, speak to friends, family about your idea. Because nine out of ten times they'll tell you either it's good or it's bad. I think two two episodes ago we spoke about the mum test. Give yourself a read of that so that you make sure you yeah. ask the right questions if you are exploring an idea. Um But there are tools and activities that can support you. So looking at maybe just the titles of a business plan, and I'm not suggesting that you've got an idea, you must go and write a 24-page business plan because nine out of 10 times, who's going to read all of that? But there's tools that can support you and make sure that you've covered all areas of business that you think about. So something like the Business Model Canvas and obviously um, the us ourselves the Loughborough Enterprise Network have a business model canvas that I can send to Christine and she can share the link Mm -hmm. um and there's a lot of different versions across the internet so if you type in business model canvas or business plan canvas you can you can always find a uh, example of how they work and it is basically a tool to help you think about all of the areas of the business so you look at the customers you look at the stakeholders you look at the finances you look at marketing you look at your how, how you're going to reach your customers how you're going to get revenue streams so it it tries to get you to think about all of the areas of the business and yep. what that really supports people like me to do is it is hard to give business advice to someone who hasn't thought about all of the areas or it's even harder when they've thought about all the areas but they can't tell you. So the mm-hmm. business plan canvas is a great way to put your thoughts down into a piece of paper that someone else can come and look at and review. And obviously the value of what what the enterprise teams at universities do is is guide you in the direction where we think you might be missing some information. Um, a lot
1: of the time and it's uh, just uh, just quickly for everyone who doesn't know it's really just one piece of paper it's like you print it in a3 for example and you write in there so it's not like a a complete business plan but it's like a one-page business plan that you can start working on and um, obviously if you want to go deeper into each each point of uh, kickstarting your business. You all know I have the free 30-day kickstart your business challenge. (laughs) Um, But uh, no strings attached. You don't sign up to uh, God knows what. You you just get um, 30 videos and every day you work on something and you really, okay, I have an idea. So this one you start when you have an idea of doing something, but you just don't know where to start. And it guides you through from everything, discovering the business values um, to in the end having a one-year marketing plan in place so really and to get started with things uh, guiding you through into a bit more detail than the business model canvas Um, but the business model canvas is a really great place to start to get started about what you want to do and how it could look like yes
0: absolutely and i only suggested the business model canvases at all things like christine's amazing courses are what is going to help you so just finding a way to structure because you're going to have so much information in your head that it's going to be very difficult to pick on what you're going to work on today Um I'm going to give a shout out to actually one of my colleagues uh, Dr Sophie Louise Hyde so she runs she works in the Loughborough Enterprise team with myself but she also runs her startup and oh. when you have a lot to be juggling. So, for example, some students might be listening now, and they've got their master's degree or their their, gen, their general undergrad degree that they're working on, but they're also running a startup. It can be really difficult to juggle both and find the time to commit to each. So, what I always suggest is that you create a plan, you create a structure, and if you hate hate finances, you hate doing your cash flow forecasts and looking at all of your uh, admin, try and pick a day for that and stick to it (laughs) because it's really easy and I am always doing this that putting the hardest thing on your to-do list at the end of the week and then Mm -hmm. you don't want to do it still so you push it to next week and it can get really really uh, long-winded I will say and you keep avoiding it so give yourself the space and the structure to be able to work on lots of different things at once yeah and the people that do that best are the ones that schedule it they Give themselves a Monday afternoon to do admin. They give themselves a Wednesday morning to do marketing. And for a, a business advisor looking inwards or a customer looking inwards, if I know that um, the Crop Club, for example, is going to put out their marketing materials on a on a Wednesday morning, I every morning, every Wednesday, I'm going to be able to look out for that. I'm going to I'm going to say thanks to Rose for the structure and know that there's good stuff coming every Wednesday. Um, founders that do this really well are people that obviously do like youtube channels because people then will sit and wait for that wednesday to roll around because they're like ah oh, another good video is coming it's coming i'm gonna get excited and look forward to it <laughs> yeah. so yeah if you don't know where to start my my advice to you would be to try and find a structure that works for you especially when you're juggling work or student life and a business or even a part-time job as well lots of lots of my founders are crazy and work long hours so look after your mental health but also structure yourself and that will make it easier and one thing not to avoid is scheduling like downtime scheduling time to go and hang with your mates or go to the pub or go for dinner or go for a hike do schedule time to do human things otherwise <laughs> you, will, you will burn out so yes holidays when we can have them or even just the staycation make sure you take it and have, have a have a rest <laughs> Christine I'm, I'm looking
1: at you now yes I completely agree and um, if you feel you're getting too stressed you know when when they say uh, if you feel thirsty it's already really too late you should always drink water before you get thirsty <laughs> so and I think it's uh, similar things with uh, taking care of your your body and mind where you Have to take care of it before it's getting too stressful and i didn't and um really tough times and uh, was close to a burnout and all kind of things happen at the same time of course um and then i was like okay so from now on i will take care of myself my body and my mind and um, to make sure i don't get to that stage again and i appreciate that when you're young you think um younger than me as well anyway um you think like oh no i can do this uh and i have to prove that i can do this also at work and stuff like this um however um i can only tell you you can only do things for so long and you can only work for too much for so long and if you if you uh Trying to juggle uni life, uh, startup life, uh, part-time job, social life, <laughs> then uh, make sure there's space for everything, and it really is can help to have a schedule for private, non-business, non-study, non-work-related things, um, and you know, okay. Uh, I, can, I I do this now. I allow myself to take this time out just for me, just to go for a run or just to go to the cinema with friends or go for a meal or whatever it is you want to do to take a bath just for yourself. Yeah. Yeah,
0: and it, it is important. I think now we're talking about stresses, Christine, I might, I might give you a few examples of what makes me stressed. <laughs> yes. So a few examples of maybe some founders that haven't done it so well and hopefully we'll be able to learn from others mistakes and I won't say any names here because I do find that even if a startup hasn't done something well or they haven't maybe succeeded in what they wanted to do they are learning so I would never say oh you failed that's rubbish stop doing that because everyone's got to grow and the more failures that you do have the more growth there is and more opportunity to do better next time and I'm I'm sure everyone's done something wrong more than once and everyone is human so don't worry about it failure exists in startups and it exists often so i think get comfortable in the failure and understand and recognize where you may be failing or maybe you're not doing so well in one area so that you can improve but don't why what i struggle with is trying to make yourself perfect with everything um it just won't happen i think a more successful startup and founding team has different qualities. So if you're not very good at one thing, that's fine. Uh, don't waste your time on trying to upskill. Obviously understand it so that if anyone asks you about that area of your company, you can respond and um, upskill yourself enough. So you feel comfortable, but don't try and become the, the expert in it or the perfectionists. This no. is where you build a founding team. You build co-founders, yes. you find other people to support you. Yeah. Um, one of the things that really stresses me out and I'm going to say it because we're all friends here is when a startup comes to you for advice and they haven't done their market research. Yeah. So not naming names, but someone came to me and said, Oh, I want to create an online platform to buy and sell personal goods. And I was like, okay, can you think? I was like, okay, let's, let's, let's break this down. Can you think of a company that already does this? Mm -hmm. They were like, "No, no one, no one does it. And I was like, <laughs> eBay. <laughs> uh-huh. eBay. And I was like okay so why are you different? Um they hadn't done the research on that. Mm. They were coming to a business advisor to get their business created for them. So I think if you're going to come and get advice or you're going to talk about your business with other people it's okay not to have the answer but make sure that you have the basic premise or if you don't know yeah. the answer say actually I don't know the answer right now. I'm going to come back to you in a week's time once I've done my research or I don't know anything about that yet. That's a good point. Let me go away and look at that. So don't try and make it up or fill it in. Cause a lot of the times, some people will know a bit more about your business and other times they won't know anything about your industry. Uh, so yeah, do, do your research beforehand, come to a, a meeting knowing what you want to talk about and try not to use jargon or, uh, acronyms if you're in a specific industry that has a lot of them yeah. because if you're going for a funding application and you start writing a lot of specifics about maybe an innovation most most of the time the uh the application reviewer might not know about a specific industry but m- mm. more knows about the business premise and how a business works so do try and uh, explain your business in a layman's terms and when I say layman's I mean simple to understand for someone that doesn't know anything about your business so the trick that I always say is talk to children talk to young people about your business <laughs> um, and talk to people that have no clue about what you're trying to do or what industry you're in because yeah. if they don't understand the reviewers the application reviewers might not understand either yeah. and it would be really difficult to Grow and get feedback because the feedback will be. Sorry, I don't understand. So it won't be specific things about your business that's going to help you to grow.
1: I think that's perfect. And if you don't know how to do mar- how to do some research, I mean, first thing is uh, you go into Google and type in your idea and see what comes up. Um, or if you want to go um, to see someone like hayley be open and say, okay, I have this idea. I don't know how to get about it. How do I do the best research? What resources can I use? Uh, What can you recommend? And also this podcast, I have um, a series uh, planned in for the startup formula where we also go through market research and stuff. like this. And there's a lot of um, um, other documents out there that can help you. Uh, If you go to my website, um, creativestartupacademy.com and go at the top, there's free. And then you see all the free things I have. Uh, and there you can also find YouTube videos and stuff like this, where it helps you how to do market research.
0: That's great. And yeah, there is a lot of support available to you. So do make the most of it and do, do a look out for it when you can. Yeah. So I think I've covered some good examples of <laughs> what, what, what founders do well. And I've covered a few stresses that I feel that I've had. Yeah. I think for you sitting at home, make sure you reflect on this if you're going to be going to start a business now think about your passions think about your qualities but also try and do the research in advance that you understand what you're talking about um looking back on the episodes that we've recorded before Mm -hmm. don't neglect don't neglect your network i think that's Mm -hmm. a really really important way to business and and don't not talk about your business idea with people because of fear so a lot of the time um especially like I said in student life and university life we've got a lot of smart intelligent people that come up with really amazing innovations but they're too scared to talk about it because the fear is that someone else is going to steal that idea so there's something called intellectual property and if you're not aware of this then there's a really good short course online um actually made by the government so it's called uh, ip equip and i'll send christine the yes. link it. and it gives you an overview of the four five main types of intellectual property so four main ones on one other mm-hmm. um, and i think having an understanding of intellectual property and how you can protect your idea will help you and give you the confidence to start talking about it so the students and grads and founders that i've worked with who are open and honest and share information about the idea always are more likely to succeed because they have people buy into that idea. So how do you tell someone about an awesome innovation and get them to buy in in any way that could be in joining your network, finance, support, just being a customer? Obviously you've got to talk to customers about your idea. So number one, always talk about your idea with people and don't be afraid that someone's going to steal it obviously intellectual property can give you an added layer of protection um but ultimately you are a small company you are a startup if someone steals your idea are you going to spend lots of money legal fees trying to fight this possibly not one of the the easiest and most protected type of uh, business protection is being the first to market and having a loyal customer following so building that that support and group of people that love what you do
1: as much as you do i think uh that closes the episode nicely so i just want to uh thank you again for taking all this time sharing all your knowledge and i'm sure that all the people will get all the great nuggets out of this Uh, as I mentioned all the links that we mentioned in all the four episodes you can find under the International Uni Live Series on the website creativestartupacademy.com slash podcast and um, there you can also find all the Uh, recordings uh, but you listen to them anyway at the moment so you don't need those but at least all the links you can find on there so thank you Hayley super nice talking to you Uh, nice catching up as well I haven't seen you for a while obviously so it's nice um, to always talk to you
0: and to you christine i've really enjoyed that and i just want to say to all the listeners out there that if you've got any questions and you want to talk to me any further um last week i said that my linkedin profile can go live and i'm happy for it to go live so please just connect with me and give me yeah. a shout if you've got questions that you need or if you're not sure about your university's entrepreneurship team go and look for them because we we love working with you we love supporting you and We love what we do. So please take the risk. Come and speak to us. Come and join us. And if you're at Loughborough, come and find me. I'd love to talk to you. Thanks, Christine. I really enjoyed it. It's been amazing.
1: (laughs) Thank you, Hayley. Bye-bye.